Hey everybody, it's Brandon from Uncharted Horizons, and on behalf of Nicole and myself, we want to thank you guys for checking out the show. It'll be starting shortly, but I just wanted to let you know where you can keep up with us if you're interested. We're live every Thursday on Twitch at 8.30pm Eastern Time at Uncharted Horizons PC. The YouTube channel for the show officially exists now under the same name, at Uncharted Horizons PC on YouTube. You can find us at on Twitter at UNCH Podcast, and you can find my personal Twitter account at LoveShackYT, and Nicole's personal account at Ellison underscore 712 on Twitter as well. We do post things from the show there and would love to interact with you guys, so feel free to check us out. As always, new episodes are posted on all places you get your podcasts about 24 to 48 hours at most after the show airs live, and we'd love to hear from you as always thanks for watching and let's get into the show what's going on everybody welcome into episode 41 of uncharted horizons and uh thanks so much to everybody for popping in we are actually joined by a special guest tonight dustin if you uh oh, recall. This is nicole well you are nicole because i don't have a graphic with your <laughs> your name you're filling in for nicole but dustin joined us to discuss resident evil 4 and resident evil games in general a couple months back uh, and that was a very well-received uh, episode. And, and with Nicole out of town on uh, international uh, business for a couple weeks, we're going to have a couple of different guest hosts over the next uh, you know, couple weeks and wanted to really think about a fun topic. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, bad video game takes, whether good, like whether overrated, underrated, kind of all-encompassing. We're just going let it, to let it roll and see where we end up. Um, initially, we had kind of put it out as like overrated, underrated, and then... Dustin had the idea to maybe like make it a little bit less restrictive because there's a lot of different ways uh, that things could go. So uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we are live on YouTube and Twitch now. Uh, and of course, the show will be uploaded on all podcast streaming platforms after it is over. Dustin, what's going on? How have you been since the last time we've uh, we've heard from you? Terrible. That's, awful, awful. That's unfortunate. Yep. It, well, thanks for asking. Thanks for the boost of positivity there. Um <laughs> But certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly, I, I, I relate to that a little bit more than I'd like to admit on some levels. But I'm happy we're here now. Um, I've got some interesting takes, and I'm sure you've got some too uh, that we're going to dive into. Uh, before we get into that, I uh, just want to acknowledge a couple people in the comments. Isaac, thanks for checking in. He said he's kind of sick, but he won't be very active tonight. But uh, And then May said, hi. How's it going? Long time no see. I feel like you haven't popped in on one of the streams lately. Hopefully we get to chat with you soon. <laughs> and uh, uh, Glokage said, Nelson has a sweet beard. Uh, not Nelson. Goodness gracious. Nicole has a sweet beard this week. Uh, yeah. She, she, you know, traveling in France, it's hard. Actually, I, I don't think she's okay with me telling this story. Um, Nicole actually is traveling overseas for work, and she got there this morning, and they actually lost her bag. Uh, on Delta, so it is, like, her bag is, like, stuck somewhere in Paris, and she's just stuck in another, like, part of the of, of Europe just with no, nothing that she came with, essentially, um, and they said, like, four to five days, possibly, until the bag could be retrieved, which is just a nightmare scenario. Um, I've never traveled internationally, but I could imagine that that is not a good spot to be in. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is... That's terrible. classic France. Basically, yeah. I mean, there's the reason that they they're considered cowards. They they can't even bring your bags to you. Well, hopefully she gets them soon. I'm I'm uh, I definitely feel like that would be a terrible situation. My my biggest fear traveling abroad would be being kidnapped. But like my second biggest fear would definitely be like losing all my stuff and just kind of being stranded there with no way to like, you know, buy anything or get anything. I don't even know what the French currency is. So, I, I, I think it's euros. Is it euros? I don't. It know. used to be francs. But I don't think it is anymore. I just kind of assume they paid with baguettes, and it's just sort of like what happens. The national currency everyone uses. 
Um, a quick note, actually, Final Fantasy 16 came out, um, and I, that's a game that we've talked about on the show a little bit. Um, I know you've been playing it a bit. Any any thoughts on that? Just generally speaking, uh, about a week in to playing it. Yeah, it's really really good. Um, the combat's super fun and kind of free flowing. Um, kind of God of War esque, not the new God of War, the old God of War. Um, okay. The story is it's good. It's I know it's not blowing my mind, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not super far into it though. Probably about ten hours, so I haven't even seen a lot of what it has to offer. Yeah, I'm looking uh looking forward to it. Yeah, it's good to hear. I again I've never actually played a Final Fantasy game, but I have watched my roommate Ben, who's been on the show before as well, uh play a good a little bit of it and graphically it looks gorgeous, but it looks fun and I thought it was turn based. We talked about this on the show last week a little. When it first came out, before I looked into anything about it, I thought it was turn based. I know some of the older Final Fantasy games were. Um, Final Fantasy hasn't really been turn based since thir- thirteen, if you want to count that. Was that three games ago? Yeah, which I and mean, I guess it's kind even of... then. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of turn based, kind of not, it's kind of somewhere in between. Yeah, I know people like it. It just for me personally, I'm not a huge fan of that style. But no, the game looks really cool, and the combat looks fun, and I am like pleasantly surprised by that because I still I do want to play it uh, eventually, but I also want to play the remake of Seven. Um, and so you know, so many. games. I like this better than the remake of Seven. Yeah. Far. Okay. Yeah, I think the combat's better. All right. I don't know, like I said, I don't know too much about it other than just kind of like what I've watched, but um, yeah, anything else you've been playing? Anything else came out you wanted to mention in the in the opening here before we just kind of dive Not into really. I've been, playing, I've been playing a little Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Um, the anniversary's going on, but yeah, other than that, uh, Yakuza 4 every now and then, but mostly Final Fantasy. Well, the new one's coming out soon, too. That's right. I actually have one of that in my video game draft we did on the show, the... Um, was it like Man Who Forgot His Name, which I think is the one they that Kiryu yeah, actually Gaiden. comes back in. Um, that's supposed to come out this year, right? In like August or November I or something? I think it's late this year, but I'm not positive on that date. I don't know. That was one I had picked, and then Silk Song, and of course Silk Song, uh, you know, we don't know when that's coming out, so hopefully yeah, it's so, something. So the game's never coming. The game doesn't exist. <laughs> I I can't believe that it's been that, like, it just feels like it's been in development for a long time, and I don't know whether they think quarter one. I want to of... say it was announced Three twenty. It was supposed to come out twenty twenty. I think. Was it that long ago, really? I think so. I'm looking it up now, but Damn. I believe it. It was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Um, it was announced in February twenty nineteen. Okay. Peace. That's four years. And when did the original Holland Knight come out? Like twenty seventeen. It wasn't that like. Yeah, I think it was the first game. Man, they must. That just said. They must be going ham on this then, if it's going to be that. Uh, like... I mean, it's a small team, but. It's just, I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm not convinced it exists. So oh, hopefully it's a, soon. It's a hot bit. Well, hopefully it does come out. Um, so let, let's just let's get into it then. Uh, some some the the worst video game takes. I have some here that I some are mine. Some are things I found on Reddit. I peruse the internet, kind of looking around. You you ask people to share their hottest take, and you know, everyone's kind of chomping at the bit that like someone's gonna agree with them on. Uh, you know on their 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 spicy negative opinions so let's just dive in uh, one of the ones i just wanted to like mention off the bat and just to clarify this personally not my take 
Um, but this guy on Reddit is from a couple months ago says, uh, last of us is one of the most overrated games I've ever played. Good story, but insanely boring level design. And the best part of the game is the story, but everything else I would genuinely not touch the third game. If anyone, even if someone paid me to, um, it's just overwhelming cutscenes and just basically mid game. play. uh, where do you, where do you fall on that? Um, so... I don't 100% disagree with what he's saying. The game is primarily known for its cutscenes. Yeah. And the gameplay isn't anything that special. Mm-hmm. It's uncharted, but with less, like, mobility up and down. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say it's bad. I, I don't look at The Last of Us and go, oh, this is horrible. Um, Gameplay-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I I've seen a couple other people say this too, but yeah, I I don't think it's the most egregious take. <laughs> okay, I I definitely think the gameplay is not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I also think I don't know. It feels like it's kind of doing it a little bit of a disservice to say that it's like I don't know. I feel like the game is just like so influential and such a fun kind of experience as a whole that it's just weird to think to, to kind of say it's overrated i don't know that i would really agree with that or even go in that direction um i'm not saying that's how i feel about it yeah but yeah. I, I mean if, if if you're not someone who's into story-based games or games that are primarily movies yeah and i'm i am doing a little bit of a disservice by saying that you're not gonna like the last of us you're just not no I guess that's fair. Yeah, I guess if you're playing it with the intent, of, mm, yeah, no, I guess that's kind of a fair point. I don't know. I guess... Last of Us Two, who a lot of people didn't like the story as much. The gameplay is way better in the Last of Us Two. Yes, absolutely. I think the Last of Us Two, as a in terms of gameplay and sort of what you're doing in the game, like like I'm not just talking about like combat. I'm saying in terms of like actual the breaks between cutscenes and doing and going back and forth doing things i think two is just better in that regard but i also think it one is just like the it's it's peak cinema and it's it's it yeah it's you peak in the hand cinema that's the, that's the key word you just said it's peak cinema yeah well yes but the difference between a movie and the last of us is that you're actually walking around playing as these characters. You spend an exceptional amount of time with them, so you sort of feel like you're in that... You, you feel more connected to the role and to the characters because you're playing through this story versus just watching it if it was like a two-hour thing on screen, I guess is what I was saying there. I'm pretty sure there's more than two hours of cutscenes in that game, but... <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, what was the HBO show? Six, six episodes, was it? Or was it eight, it was maybe? Eight. So it was, it was like eight. basically like... Almost six hours, hours of content, eight, six to eight hours of content, basically. I think there's probably more in the actual game. Obviously, there's things that they didn't include or things they didn't, you know, put in there. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I feel like it's definitely a, a strong take. Um, but I, I guess, yeah, I mean, as you kind of brought me around the circle um, a bit, so... I mean, realistically, how many gameplay sections can you name where you're like, wow, that was great in The Last of Us? I can um, name one. The scene in the forest where you're fighting against the whistle, the guy, the whistling guys that shoot the arrow? That's two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
Oh, uh, I mean, the, the, the clicker stuff and the part where you're, where, where Bill is like in the house. The clicker stuff, that's the whole fucking no, game. No, like the, the underground stuff with the subway when there's clickers around and you have to go through the subway train. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, like towards the beginning. Like yeah, it's relatively earlier on. Yeah, you're underground and you go down there with the clicker stuff. Um, and then there's also the snipe, the sniping, uh, the thing where yeah. you... Thanks, Ben. <laughs> oh, he did say that, man. The comment is true. said, yeah. whoa, Nicole looks way different. The sniper part. The, the yeah. one, the one I can think of is towards the end of the game in the snowstorm. That part's really good. Snowstorm part is, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's good too. And then you have the whole, I mean, the, the diner scene's not bad either. Yeah, that's Ironically part, enough, Ben just said that. Uh, I love boss the boss part with the creepy cannibal guy, uh, David. I think his name is. Um, yeah, but that's, that's essentially the same part I just said. It's the, yeah. the, the the snowstorm. It does it does come out well. No, that's a fair point. Um, all right, so maybe you've talked me around a little bit, but I mean, the story of the game alone, in my opinion, is enough to make it like just iconic for what it is and absolutely worth playing. I mean, if you're if an alien came to Earth and wanted to play a video game that was going to, you know, determine whether or not they destroyed the planet or let it live, uh, that would be one of the games I would put up there for, you know, consideration to 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 play. Would be The Last of Us. So, yeah, it's really good, and that's. I mean, what you said wasn't my take. I was just defending it yeah. to the point where you you could argue this. No, that's, um, that's a fair point, and All it's right. not that horrible a take. I think. All right, what do you got? What you hit me with something? All right. So I'm going to start with one that's uh, hotly contested, <laughs> um, and I fall on one side of it, but I mean, regardless of the opinion you have on it, people are going to hate it, uh, and it's that Dark Souls should not have a difficulty option. <laughs> this is a brilliant one, because this has obviously <laughs> been something Nicole has been very outspoken on uh, on the show prior. Um, we talked a lot about Elden Ring. Um, so tell me where you stand. Uh, I'm sorry. Tell me. Tell me your reasoning behind that. I think we've kind of argued this back and forth on the show before, um, but you might have a bit of a different perspective on it. So I'm interested to hear just kind of like your reasoning. Why do you think so it should? Two reasons, and one is personal and one is kind of just more broad. The personal reason is I think it's really satisfying to work your way through that tough difficulty you and learn the game as opposed to just being handed to you. But the better reason that i think is that the developer wanted that way wanted it that way rather um so if they don't want to put that difficulty option in the game why should we force them to inclusivity perhaps and i'm not saying that i agree with that i've been very outspoken about it not but i mean the idea of allowing more people the opportunity to play the game like uh, adaptability for people that maybe but but okay, so but video games are supposed to be like an art form, right? Yes, yes. Do movies have to be inclusive? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it feels that way, but no, generally they do not. Uh, there's a story to tell, and it doesn't have to be there for everyone. But I would think people might counter that you have people, you have, um, you're not actually playing a movie. Right. So like if I'm an individual and I have maybe a disability or a curve that doesn't allow me to get somewhere that I need to for whatever it is I'm trying to do, um, maybe the, an adaptable thing where it's like maybe less difficult. Maybe I can't 
I'm not making any jokes at all, being completely dead serious here. Maybe I'm someone who has, like, a hand issues, or, like, I have motor skills, or my hands are shaky, and I can't necessarily be as responsive as I want to be with the controls. So, maybe, you know... So what, we, should coming. we make it a strategy game? No, but maybe... So they, can, so they can respond to it faster? No, but maybe an easier difficulty would allow them to not die in one hit. Or, like, an adaptability mode that, like, keeps the game more or less the same. But, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I, I think I, I that's the common, the common point that people might make. To say, okay, well, if there's a mode to basically handicap it so you take less damage, if you're someone who struggles to, like, reaction time or motor skills to, like, you know, be able to adapt to that a bit better. Like okay, but that's not how the developer wants motor... it. So no. why are we forcing them to change their game in a way... That they don't want their game to be. I mean, honestly, I I can't argue that because I agree with you. If the, so I think a difficulty option's fine if, if Miyazaki comes out and says, you know what, the next Dark Souls game is going to have a difficulty option because we, wanna, we want more people to be able to play it. Fine, that's the way he wants it. But until he comes out and says that, why are we going to try to force it down its throat? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. And this is someone who, I like those games, but I'm not very good at them. Um, I liked Elden Ring's accessibility. I felt like Elden Ring was very user-friendly, like, to a new player coming into the Souls games franchise. Um, the game allowed me to learn from my mistakes and kind of play at my own pace. And I wish that some of the other Souls games were more like Elden Ring in that respect, but I'm not petitioning for them to change or to be like that. I just, my personal experience with Elden Ring was that it was much more new player friendly um than some of the prior souls games especially like bloodborne and and stuff that i played but yeah if i mean i mean i i don't, I don't really have anywhere else to go with this I pretty, I pretty much said my my piece on it it's i i don't understand why people are so upset that there's not a difficulty option if you can't do it then oh well like it, it wasn't meant for you just like a little kid isn't supposed to watch a an R-rated movie or something. I don't. I'm just trying to make a comparison between two mediums that aren't really. Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, be like, okay, well, you know, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. So take a, a movie that's like rated R because it has you know inappropriate scenes or murder or whatever. Like, oh, the Halloween movies. Like, we want everyone to be able to see those. So how can we make Michael Myers more you know kid friendly? Like, then eventually you have to water it down to the point that it kind of loses that. Um, now, just a fair note here, and Ben just pointed this out in the comments, let it be known that Nicole has actually admitted she doesn't think Dark Souls should have a difficulty setting, which is true, she did say that, um, but I think the idea is that maybe the game itself would be more, I mean, again, I don't know how you make it more accessible, or how you make it more, you know, user-friendly. Well, they did, they did with Elden Ring. Yeah. That was the more accessible option of the uh, version of the game, of Dark Souls. It was, it's fantastic. Um, I have gone on record on the show multiple times saying how much I think Elden Ring is just an absolute gem of a game. It's, I mean, I haven't played all this, as many Souls games as you have, but I've played about four of them in, in various forms or fashion, and I would say it's the best Souls game by far, um, at least that I've played, but uh, yeah. 
Uh, Scrooge in the comments says, Raiden not realize that it says Nicole under Dustin's video. No, I do realize that. Um, this is Nicole. The, yeah, Dustin is I filling a, in for Nicole she today. W- she went to France and she became more French. <laughs> She's in France, so we had to replace her with a French person. That's sort of the way we had to put that out. No, it's all, all the graphics now are, like, hardwired, and I didn't remember before the show that I needed to, like, make a separate template thing um and it just i just didn't have the time so i thought it'd be funnier to just leave it because on the actual playback on the podcast you won't see it anyway so um it doesn't it doesn't really matter too much again i'm with you i actually don't think they should have an easy mode i like dying in those games not i don't like it like it frustrates me but i like the challenge of dying and then being like okay well i fucked up here i need to go back and figure out how to do this differently and I personally struggle from an ability to, like, adapt and, like, get better at things. I tend to make the same mistake multiple times, which is more of a me no, problem. But, no. but I eventually get frustrated to the point that I'm able to make my way through. And the thing that I think does really drive it home, especially for a game like Elden Ring, is there were bosses that were fucking brutal in that game. And, I mean, I haven't beaten it. I, I'm at the end, but I don't know that I'm ever actually going to finish it. Uh, because I just can't get past Malaketh, but the Godskin duo, for example, just a really, really tough boss fight, or a couple of the dragons, and you die over and over and over, and then when you finally beat them, the gratification that you feel is like is like great. Like you're, it's like a high. It's like holy shit, I finally did it. Like I got through these people. So I think if that difficulty factor wasn't there, the games wouldn't necessarily be as effect or as good as they are. I agree. So I'm with you. But I, I do I do think in some communities that is definitely considered a hot take. Yeah, um, no, like I said, there's no... I mean, if you say that it should have difficulty options, people are going to hate you. And if you say it, it shouldn't have difficulty options, people are also going to hate you. This is true. There really is no pleasing ever. So you might as well just... That's why I started with that one. But I thought it was a good one. <laughs> it makes sense. And honestly... I think that Nicole has some very valid points, and where she comes from in terms of wanting the accessibility is definitely something I can respect. It's just, I would almost rather them make a separate game entirely that was different, or play a game entirely. There are plenty of games that are Souls-esque that are not anywhere near as difficult. Like, Code Vein was one I played and enjoyed what I played of it, but it's nowhere near as hard or as difficult as some of these. Like, I'm sure there's alternatives that are... Yeah, that are... just put the game down and say, yeah, this isn't for me. <laughs> like, I don't know. Because people like that. Not that adding a difficulty option is going to ruin someone else's experience no. who's not going to choose those lower difficulties. Mm-hmm. But for the developer, if they don't want it, it could ruin their vision of the game. Or And also, they have to put more development time into yeah. that that kind of shit that they don't want to do. Right. It's not like they're doing, and it's not, I don't think it would make them enough money that it would even be worth it. Like, in other words, Elden Ring sold a lot and they didn't 20 have 20 million that. copies. 20 million. Is that the number? Okay. So that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of, but the, the thing about Elden Ring too, is when it came out, it was so unbelievably hyped. It got caught up in that mainstream whirlwind on like social media and everything where like people who normally don't play those kinds of games were hearing about it, were getting into it and it, it just caught fire. And I, you know, we're, we were coming out of the pandemic. I think people were still looking. It was, you know, the, one of the first big like games you could play on the next gen consoles. I just think Elden Ring just took off in a way that like most of the souls games probably haven't. Like that's not to say that they're not good. They're not successful, but Elden Ring was another level. It was like you had, 
mainstream streamers and content creators, people who don't even normally touch those types of games, playing this, and it was dominating everything. So yeah, a lot more people have eyes on it, and a lot more people might be saying, oh, this is harder than I thought it was going to be, or this isn't, like, super accessible, but, you know, it was just a timing thing. But, yeah. Um, here's one that I think just kind of plays uh, a little bit on what you said, and I don't know whether or not you're going to agree. People give Call of Duty shit because all the games are basically the same, but every Souls game is basically just that. So, yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, if you get any game in a series, they're going to mostly be the same. <laughs> um, but um, Souls games are going to have different bosses, whereas in something like Call or different enemies in general, whereas something in like Call of Duty, I shot a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you shot him with a different gun, or you shot him with a different... It's still uh... shooting a machine gun, a rifle, a pistol. Whereas you can do something different in a Souls game, so I can build magic, I can build dexterity, I can build strength. Um, I can shoot one of four or five types of guns in a Call of Duty game. Uh, also, Souls <laughs> games don't come out every year. This is true. What is it? Like, once every two or three years, usually, right? I don't know when... I mean, there's only... If we're talking about, like, from soft ones, there's Dark only... Souls, 1, 2, 3, Demon Souls, six. Sekiro, Bloods, Blood, Ring. Bloodborne... Yeah, so there's three, four, five... So it should be seven. Six or seven. Yeah. yeah, seven. And Demon's Souls came out, what, like a year before Elden Ring? Or close to it? It may not have been exactly... Well, no, it came out on the PS3 in, like, 2006. Oh, well, okay, sorry, I meant the remake. <laughs> yes, true, sorry, it did come out much. Um, I don't know, uh, in the comments, Crew said Sekiro is much different than Elden Ring, um, which, I mean... I don't. It is. It looks different aesthetically. I but I mean, imagine what they're boiling down to. But I don't know. There's so much customization and so many different things you could do. One of the things that would make those games cool is if they actually had a coherent story at some point. I don't <laughs> I think don't... they have story modes anymore. Do they? I thought they got rid of them. It, not COD. I'm talking about uh, Souls games. My apologies. So like Elden oh, Ring's story is like very hard to follow, and I know they they marketed that like George R. R. Martin was working on it and all that stuff, but it didn't really feel like a story that had that in like that kind of insane um not insane i just i guess what i'm saying is a way to evolve that form of, of story to have a story that the player is actually more invested in because can you honestly say playing elden ring you cared that much about the story no not that much but um as, as screw champ says in chat Sekiro does have like a it does have a story, story. Mode? okay yes. so i i mean again i have like i said earlier i haven't played Sekiro. i just know that generally at least based on the dark souls and uh, I don't know about Bloodborne, but Elden Ring. The stories are not exactly easy to follow, which isn't really the point of those games. My, They're my... all more lore-based than they are straight-out told to you. Yeah, it's, which It's a is... lot of, like, reading item descriptions and Putting stuff like together. That. It's just one of the... Like, I don't know, I still don't understand. I- I'll tell you, it's just it's funny. I don't know if Elden Ring is actually supposed to take place in, like, an actual world, or... Because I-, I know, like, with the Souls games, it's like a purgatory-type thing where you're, like, dead and you're out there, but Elden Ring, like, sort of poses it, like, that's maybe not the case, and then there's, like, no, you know... Kind of, that's why you're in the lands between, it's like a limbo. Right, but then there's, like, the library, and there's all the people, and there's, like, a fully yeah. functioning level of something going on there, so it's, like, 
it's i'm not saying it like it matters i know the lore doesn't matter my my whole point was like it seemed like there were elements of story there but i wasn't sure what you were supposed to feel and like at the end of it like i don't know i just to feel not feel i <laughs> i'm sorry that's not the right word i'm not like emotionally connected oh, to i played elder ring i was so sad no it's not emotion okay but there's a lot more depth to the game at least based on the characters you interact with and the people you talk to that it doesn't necessarily feel like you're just in like a purgatory it feels like you're in a world that like exists or functions why would a purgatory even have a functioning society and all these different well, things going on are stuck there forever I, yeah, I, well. I guess that's true. I get yeah. I mean, that's fair, but that's all. Yeah, well, that's a that's a whole other thing. But I'm just saying the groundwork is there for an interesting story. So maybe that'd be something that should go in the future. But of course, FromSoft has what Armored Core coming out next, right? Later this year. So yeah, in we're August. not getting a new Souls game this year, unless they shockingly drop something in. No, well, I think we're getting Elden Ring DLC though. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Maybe I'll beat the game someday. Hey, what do you got for me? Oh, um. Shit, hold on. Um, Alright, this... Um, so, all 3D Sonic games are bad. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I don't agree with this. Uh, at all. Uh, but go ahead, ex- explain your, your argument first, and then I'll rebuttal. They're bad. End of argument. <laughs> They're not fun. I don't think I could more strongly disagree with you. Um, I think Sonic Frontiers is absolutely a gem of a game. It's by no means perfect. It is by no means like a fucking instant classic, but it is an extremely fun game. I, I enjoyed it more. It was definitely not the best video game I've played in a long time, but I enjoyed the playthrough experience more than almost any game I played in the past like two years. Um, I think Sonic Frontiers did so many things right to move the franchise in a different direction. Like if they're going to continue making these 3D games and doing this and like making it more open world, making it more, you know, combat oriented, but allowing you to still go fast and still have like the playable levels that are reminiscent of, you know, the actual Sonic levels. um, I thought that game was such a step in the right direction. And I think it was extremely, extremely enjoyable to play. Um, but I gotta be honest with you, other than Frontiers, I don't think I can really, like, I don't think I can really defend too many other ones, because, although Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors are both technically considered 3D, and those are both considered good games as well. Generations is half 3D, and most people like the 2D stuff in Generations. Mm-hmm. Not the 3D stuff. And then Colors is, yeah, it's Colors. Fair. I can't really defend any games other than Frontiers, but I will defend that one adventure the- blows adventure yeah. 2 blows fucking uh what's forces is terrible oh yeah. six is one of the worst games ever black knight's horrible sonic Heroes. unleashed is atrocious sonic and the secret rings i have a whole list i pulled the 3d games list up <laughs> after you said it because i was like wait i could defend these sonic 3d blast i don't know if that's a good sonic no, unleashed horrible. is bad I, Sonic Adventure 1 has a 90 on Metacritic, which is interesting. Um, yeah, because it guess came out in 1999. Oh, I'm sorry, no, Sonic Adventure 2 has an 89, and Sonic Adventure 1 has an 87. Um, yeah, because it came out fucking 30 years ago. Not quite, but 20 Yeah, I don't know. I, I 
don't necessarily disagree with you, but I, I think Frontiers is the exception. I, I really do nope. think that game was exceptionally good. Nope. And I also will tell you, you have not played it. So I've seen enough where I know. But in what way? Artistically, it looks terrible. Oh, okay. it, it's, it's all miscombobulated. It's floating platforms that make no sense. Um, it's just running from place to place for these little, like, challenges, I guess. I don't know, even know what they're called in the game. Well, but it's like floating challenge. platforms where you bounce off the thing, and then maybe you grind a rail. Oh, you did it. Great. It's so Fucking much, great. It's so much more in-depth than that in terms of it. Like, there's different challenges to unlock sections of the map, but there's, like, speed challenges, time stuff. Right? Like, Ooh, run fast, and you can't see where you're fucking running because you're running okay, so fast. so I will actually agree with you. When I talked about this, when I talked about gave my thoughts in a segment uh, after I finished the game on the show, I said one of the biggest criticisms I have of the game is the platforms appearing in and out of nowhere that just, like, fade in and out of the background. I am by no means sitting here telling you that this game is a is a is a classic or not, but it is... To say Frontiers is bad, I think, is an extremely strong take. I just... I don't think this take... It feels like a take made to be like, haha, yeah, they're all bad, but, like, someone that hasn't actually played the game. Because it it has so much potential and so much reason for optimism if you're a, so a fan of Sonic games for what that game did and what it could be if they had maybe, well, like... I agree it's better than what came before it, but I, I don't think I, it's good. I think Frontiers is the best 3D Sonic game that they've made, personally speaking, and that's just that's a low my bar. opinion. I mean, it is a relatively low bar looking at some of the other <laughs> ones, but... a low bar. All, all I can say is that I legitimately had an absolute blast playing that game. I loved it. I every, The music, the boss fights, the atmosphere... I, the I, boss I fights spam the button and no, it dies. No, no, the boss fights are the best part of the game, but it's not even no. close. The no, it's, oh you my. only like the boss fights because of the music. The, there's incredibly epic music, and the the no, it's the, okay. The music is the the soundtrack of the game as a whole is fucking amazing. I'm not. I don't care what anybody if says. If you replace, the, I I'm not gonna shit on the soundtrack because the soundtrack is actually good. That's probably the best part of the game. <laughs> it's the amazing. Rest of the game sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck. That's such a hot take. I guess that's the theme of the wow, show. Wow, weird. But, but like, come on. It, like to say it sucks. You haven't even played it. And also, you don't like Sonic. If if you don't like Sonic games in general, then you're already going to be predisposed not to like it. But if you're someone who enjoys Sonic games, this game that there are like Sonic games, yeah, two D ones okay. the, that are good. I'd like to point out that even though in the chat right now Scrooge is agreeing with you, and I know he feels the same way about that you do when he played and watched me play the actual levels within the levels that like are like recreations of older stuff or like newer versions even he was like oh these are fun these are cool so it's not like the game is all bad like the game has a all bad so you so you admit the rest of it's bad the game is far from perfect bad just feels I mean, like come on now he likes it so much <laughs> he got the game signed by sonic the hedgehog i did get a signed copy of the game thanks to uh thanks to my <laughs> friends here which is actually really cool to have um, and I feel like you also included this take because you knew I was going to defend this and it was going to be like, yeah, not, I kinda but, did. but like, it's just not, it, I, I guess maybe my expectations are so low because every Sonic game I've played this 3d before playing frontiers, I've hated Sonic adventure two was miserable. That game has a good rating, but it sucks. There's like three good levels and it was like, eh, okay. But other than that, it sucked. This game is actually engaging it's fun and yes it's a little bit i don't like the grayscale coloring it's odd but the 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 story was fine 
because they didn't try too hard and it had at least enough to keep you interested. And I will say this, I've said it since I played the game, the boss fights are the best part and it's not even close. The epic music. Yeah, I the love super, spamming like, the... I don't even know what button it is. Is it the X button? Usually they, it's X to X dodge, and then you have to... But, but, like, when you fight the Wyvern, you have to, like, ride his tail and strike him at certain points, and then you can do a super attack. Like, it's quick-time events for a lot of it, but it's an epic feel, and the... the Everybody the, hates fucking quick-time events. Okay, but it works in this context because it's the only part of the game that's like this. It's these giant-scale fucking, like, boss creatures. They're titans, they're called. It's just absolutely... Yeah, there's, like, three of them. I four. think there's actually five. Four. But... There's four, and the end credits is <laughs> and also then the last boss. boss. Yes. The four main boss fights. Brother, I mean, like, the Sonic fights... What is it? The... Three, minute, three minutes of the game? Oh, no, because I was I legitimately was in fucking ecstasy playing those games during the boss fights. I had so much fun. I was sitting there, like, super hyped. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, it, it was the same type of excitement that I had for, like, when I played Yakuza, and I, had, and I played some of the bigger fights at the end that I like. Like, I get into that sort of, like, the, the, the climaxing. Um, but it was you, just... You love climaxing? <laughs> I like the... I like building to a strong finish, is I guess what I'm saying. But... You like to edge? Yeah. <laughs> edge your way all like the way to the games. boss? Yeah. Thanks. I... I will agree with you that most of it, but Sonic Frontiers is a good game. It is not a great game. I, I think it's definitely one of my favorites. But there's a big distinction between favorite and and objectively looking at something and saying I can watch a movie. Yeah, I mean, that your sucks, favorite really. gonna be a bad game. It's fine. Yeah, but it is not a bad game, and I think you you've never played it. So like you you yeah, I don't want to play a bad game. But I just think to call a game bad that you've never played. I've seen enough of it where I know what the game is. You think you know, but and it's ugly to look at. Okay, yeah, it's not exactly <laughs> colorful, but it's also oh, it's colorful. Well, green yeah. and blue. I just, I guess what I'm saying is the game rating wise has been rated really well for a Sonic game. And so normally if you were going to say a game was bad and you were basing it on A, things you've seen and B, what other people have said, this game doesn't fall into that. No, it has good reviews. I'm going against the grain here. The game has good reviews. And I'm saying it's bad. And you're just wrong. I mean, you're allowed to your opinion. You're not wrong, wrong. But I just mean like... That's just such a bad take. It's it's a really really solid title in the 3D Sonic library. It is. It, it looks is... like they took Sonic and then put him into the Unity fucking like basic map they give you. And they said, <laughs> "Oh, let's throw a couple platforms here, a couple spring pads, a couple grind rails out of Ratchet and Clank." Yeah, that's good. It is kind of fun to like grind through the levels and do all that, and the music that plays throughout the game—not even just the boss fights, it's the actual soundtrack and stuff. Even for mini bosses, is like super hype. It like gets you into the moment. Like you're talking a lot about the music. And oh, not a lot I think the, the soundtrack game. is a plus. I absolutely one hundred percent. I said the soundtrack is good. The soundtrack is incredible. That's the one good. thing most Sonic games get right. I guess that's true, which is weird because it's like, yeah, no, I suppose that's fair. I guess. The best part of Frontiers, in my opinion, is the boss fights, and they, they did such a good job. And I've seen some people joke that they put all of the effort into the boss fights and none of the effort into the rest of it, which is funny. I don't agree with that fully, but I can kind of understand the basis for that. I don't know. I, I just think it's a really good game and a really fun game. And video games at the end of the day are supposed to be fun, and there was not a single point when I played that game where I wasn't, like, enjoying the experience from start to finish and ultimately that's i guess what you're really looking for in a game so yeah that's kind of how i feel
I did that one because I knew you'd have an opinion <laughs> on it. So well, I mean, welcome. it's just like it's it's. I didn't expect to like the game. I bought it because it was on fucking Black Friday sale. It was super cheap, and I was like, "Wow, this, for twenty nine bucks, this game was a hundred percent worth the purchase." Like, it was just, it was really fun. And I honestly, I'm waiting for the DLC to come out because they're supposed to be adding some DLC. So I want to like go back into it and play it a little bit more. Um, I don't think I'll like, I won't like start the game over or anything because I don't want to do all that again. But it was really fun for you know what it was, you know what it was trying to be. I think. You paid twenty nine dollars for some good music in a game. But that's about it. See, that's not true. I mean, well, uh, first of all, I twenty nine bucks for the soundtrack alone would be worth it, in my opinion. Um, obviously, objectively, you get it on YouTube, but you get my point. There is it, the game is fun. The mini levels are enjoyable. Like it's it is a good experience. So it's not like like you're like bored, and it's it's not unplayable. Like it's not like the Knuckles levels in Sonic Adventure Two, where you're basically just like miserably fucking flying around in a space station, falling over for an hour. Like, there is good things to say. So. That's, that's... I'm gonna show it behind Dustin next. Be ready, Scrooge says. Um, alright, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you one of my own takes. The Wii U is a severely underrated console that was really only a flop because it was called the Wii U and people didn't, parents most likely didn't realize that it was a brand new system versus just like a upgraded version of the Wii. Mm, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. And it flopped for more reasons than being called the Wii U. No, no, I know, but you have to think that the marketing element of it definitely played into it by not Oh, it, it was part of it. But also, it didn't have anything. The whole library is like 200 games. The library on the Wii U is excellent. Excellent. I have a few examples prepared for you. I just got to pull up my list again. Hold on. And, and okay, so objectively speaking, yes, I know a lot of the games on the Wii U ended up coming out on the Switch. But at the time, they weren't on anything. So to, to sit there and use that as the sole defense against it is not necessarily good. But I'll just give you a couple. Mario Kart 8 amazing and yes they put it on switch but that came out on the wii u and it was a fantastic game of course smash awesome um what else came out splatoon splatoon 1 was such a great I mean, great is strong splatoon 1 was a very fun very well-made game good. that utilized the game but yeah yeah good feels more fair super mario maker pikmin 3 I, uh what was the other one? Super Mario Bros. U, I believe, came out on that as well. And that one, I don't know if that one ever No got one me. likes those fucking games. They're fun. No one likes those games. I wouldn't buy a system. Why did you say Super Mario 3D World? That's the one that I meant. That's not know. what you said. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. I did read the wrong thing. Sorry. Yeah, Super Mario 3D World is the one I was thinking of. And then Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, another really good game. Like... There's a lot of things they utilize like seven games. Okay, I I could go through the list and see other games that were on there that I don't distinctly remember. Like I know Bayonetta two is good. That's probably a good one. Uh, Rayman Legends, like Yoshi's Woolly World. No, that was bad. Um, okay, okay, so but uh, I mean, you had access to a lot of NES remix. You couldn't even name ten fucking games. Okay, the point is that the Wii. <laughs> it, it, Oh, well, my mic just fell. Whoops. The point is that the Wii U is genuinely... The gamepad mechanic was cool. Being able to, like, play that with it on there, and, and just the, the actual games on it was pretty pretty good, and I think it's a better... Yeah, all ten of them. It's a better system than it is given credit for. It is better no, than the not. N64. 
It is better than the Wii. Well, I don't know about that. I hate the N64. It's and I think than... the N64 might be better. It's it's got but it's it's objectively hard to have the conversation knowing that the Switch came out. But if you're looking at just before I'm the not Switch, even, I have not said a single no, thing about I the know, Nintendo but Switch. I, I'm thinking I'm looking at some of these titles. But like when Super Smash Brothers came out, or when even oh, Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, another great game. Forgot about that one. Yeah, it is. You're still under ten games, but yeah. That's, but there's that's not fine. that many games on it that like. Yeah, because it fucking sucks. It was only out for a couple of years as well. It clearly flopped. The flopping definitely helped make it so that like they weren't going to keep making stuff for it to the same extent. But I don't know. I think the Wii U as a system was pretty good, and I think it's it's going to be one of those things people look back at ten years after its its release and be like, yeah, this this was better than. Then we're I giving it credit. Completely disagree. I I don't think that it doesn't have enough games on it. Who? What are you gonna look back on? The fucking ten games you couldn't even name. I mean, it did have Twilight Princess. It had some other stuff too. Um, it had Twilight Twilight Princess is a fucking GameCube game though. I know. Um, Mario Party Ten kind of sucked actually. My that game's horrible. Yeah, I hated it. I remember we bought that one. We all bought it when it came out. I still have mine amiibo. sealed. It had the amiibo. I think it's right it. in that closet. <laughs> I I mean that that game was. Bad. That was a bad game. Oh my god, is that... But yeah, okay, so fair enough. But I do think overall, the Wii U... Compared to every other Nintendo console, it's worse than pretty much all of them. Might be better than the NES. I mean, the NES is old and crap. It's not better than the NES. Hmm. NES has a lot of garbage on it, but it has a lot of really good stuff, too. Just for record, I googled it. There are 795 games for the Wii U total. I think that's Japan. 206 of them were physically yeah. released. Um, but, yeah, okay, so there's a bunch of eShop games and shit, but I wasn't counting those. Right, right, no, no, that's fair, and I don't know them, so I'm not going to defend them. Uh, obviously, that'd be stupid. But I'm just saying, I don't know, I very fondly remember the Wii U, and it was just such a, like, it It felt like the gamepad being able Thank to God use... you're wearing your glasses. Why? Your nostalgia glasses. <laughs> I I honestly I love the Wii U. It's the first one of the first games. You love I it so much you don't have one no, because it's a fucking waste expensive. of money. And also, because yeah, no one bought it, there's like two hundred of them in existence. <laughs> we had fun playing Wii U stuff too. Like I don't know, Mario Maker was a great game. But I I honestly think what I really liked about it, all jokes aside, was being able to use the gamepad as a controller to play stuff on the TV. I think that was a good. So the Switch, you can obviously. No, you can't. You really can't use the Switch game thing as a controller, right? Because the Switch it has to be docked in order to work. So, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool feature, and I very fondly remember playing games like Splatoon and Smash and the gamepad and just the portability of it. I don't know. I just think... All I'm saying is I think it's a better system than people give it credit for, and I think it's underrated in terms of, like, it what it could do... I mean, how much better is the Switch than the Wii U in terms of processing power? It's not that much. Probably pretty close. I don't. I don't like. Know like it's not head, like but... the Switch blew it out of the water on performance. It, the Switch obviously had a lot more. It was smaller, more compact. Switch is probably a little more powerful, but yeah, I'm sure it is. But I mean, I don't think it's much. you know the difference between the PS3 and the PS4. You know. Um, but I don't know. I just think it's overall. I like the Wii U. It's just I wouldn't really buy one because like if I wanted to play the games on it, I could just get a Switch, and a Switch is cheaper than the than yeah the Wii because U. it's not that good. Well, I don't know. I I. I just it's the only argument that it's not that good is because it had a limited selection of games it just doesn't really feel that's like what defines a console is the games on it 
but almost every game on it was good. Or, well, not almost every game, but but almost all the big 200 games. of them, you couldn't name 10! <laughs> Mario Kart 8, Mario Party 10, Breath of the Wild. Mario Party 10 sucks! Breath of the Wild, Paper Mario Color Splash, whatever that sucks. is. Sucks. Super Terrible. Mario 3D World is good. Super Mario Bros. U. I don't like U. it. Uh, Smash. Okay, no one likes those games. Donkey Smash, Kong yep. Tropical Freeze, Pikmin 3, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. I didn't like that one, but it was a cool concept. Drawing the path, like, using the gamepad. That was They the... already did it. They did it on the DS. Okay, well. Super Mario Maker, <laughs> Rayman Legends, the NES Remix Pack was kind of neat. Uh, and then you had Pokken. Pokken was... Actually, Sorry, not you're, a... You're stretching it now, Pokken's though. not a terrible game. Pokken is not a, a fucking... No. If you're trying to sell your system to me yeah, no, no, with no, no. Pokemon. <laughs> okay, but I also had Splatoon and Treasure Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, both really good games. Hyrule Warriors. And that's about where the drop-off happens. Although, Mario Tennis might be okay. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Is it? That game's bad. Yeah. Beautiful Joe. Oh, no, that's Wonderful 101. Um, Zelda. <laughs> All right, so it does get progressively... I mean, I'm just looking up. <laughs> it does get a bit worse as you go along into it, but... I mean, my point is, uh, Devil's Third, I don't know, is that good or bad? Is that a meme? It's, it's like, bad. Yeah, it's a meme. It's very expensive on GameStop's yes, website. It it's is. like 70 bucks. I didn't it's know GameStop... Like a lot more than that on eBay. I didn't know GameStop went more... Or is it really? Because they have two in stock. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean they come on the case, though. Oh, good point, yeah. All right, so, objectively speaking, I guess it does sort of get a lot worse as you go along. Uh, because I'm just looking now, and a lot of it's like other ports and... Once you get to these pages, it's like, okay, well, I'm mean, in on Transformers Rise of the Dark Spark. Um, and, of course, Sonic, Sonic Lost World. Okay, so, yes, the selection of games is lesser. But the concept of the Wii U and the idea of the gamepad and the the console itself, I think... Could have worked. Yes. But it didn't. But <laughs> so, therefore, the console's bad. Did they give up on it because it didn't sell as well? And did it not sell as well because... Partially because it wasn't marketed well. Could they have put a stronger marketing behind it to say, hey, look, you can play this gamepad in your hands mobile, or you can play it using that as a controller, where the Switch is just one or the other? Could stronger marketing have made more of an impact for the Switch if Nintendo had gotten more Maybe behind it? Maybe something else could have helped it, but it's yeah. still, it still would have flopped, because right. they didn't put any games on it. So, I know this isn't necessarily on our main topic, but I'm just curious... Do you think that Nintendo's next system, whenever it comes out in like ten years, is gonna ha be exclusive, like just like the Switch, or do you think they could go more console based? What do you think it's gonna be? I think it's gonna be a Switch Two. Essentially, it's the the Switch is the third highest selling console of all time, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they they are gonna reinvent the wheel again and have another Wii U. Fair enough. I I just think the Wii U is a decent. Is, is just I think it gets crapped on a lot. I don't think it deserves to be crapped on as much as it gets because I think for all the things that went wrong with it, it had a lot of promising... Uh, in a way, it's like the Sonic Frontiers of consoles because there's some underlying elements of good stuff there that, you know... Oh, really so yeah, you mean it's bad. No, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's not perfect, and it definitely was not supported as well as it could have been, but underneath it all, you can kind of see potential, I guess is what I'm saying. It had potential, it just... It did nothing with it, because it was bad. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know people, but... What do you got? Um, before I do my next one, can we take, like, a two-minute break so I can get a drink? Yeah, by all means. Alright. We'll take a break, we'll take a quick break, and I'll run the, uh... 
I'll run the intro again. Let people know where you guys can find us. Hey everybody, it's Brandon from Uncharted Horizons, and on behalf of Nicole and myself, we want to thank you guys for checking out the show. It'll be starting shortly, but I just wanted to let you know where you can keep up with us if you're interested. We're live every Thursday on Twitch at 8.30pm Eastern Time at Uncharted Horizons PC. The YouTube channel for the show officially exists now under the same name, at Uncharted Horizons PC on YouTube. You can find us at, on Twitter at UNCH Podcast, and you can find my personal Twitter account at LoveShackYT, and Nicole's personal account at Ellison underscore 712 on Twitter as well. We do post things from the show there and would love to interact with you guys, so feel free to check us out. As always, new episodes are posted on all places you get your podcasts about 24 to 48 hours at most after the show airs live, and we'd love to hear from you. As always, thanks for watching, and let's get into the show. All right, we're back. Thanks for everybody for the pause there. Um, so yeah, no, I, I also grabbed a drink. So yeah, what do you got? We'll do we'll do one or two more. I think we gotta I gotta we got a bit of time here to to rip off a couple more hot takes and see what other bad takes you're gonna throw out at me. Okay. Um, let's go with uh, replaying games is mostly a waste of time. Oh. And you're in favor of that? You agree with that, or you disagree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, so that's a that's a, okay. So replaying games is mostly a waste of time. Um, why? Th this doesn't count like multiplayer games. Obviously. No, obviously, that's not replaying a game. Right. So why? Because why? it's better to experience new things than than to keep rehashing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Okay. Um, before I give you my opinion on it, I just want to ask another question. Do you think that's the case if a game say gets uh, not not remade but like remastered or put on a next gen system with like up upgrades or like what they did with The Witcher where they like changed some stuff um, like if you're playing it and getting a different perspective do you think that's still a waste of time? I mean, it depends on the situation. Okay. So uh, and Scrooge just said in the comments asking just for argument's sake do you think rewatching shows or movies are a waste of time? Uh, shows absolutely it takes way too long. Mm -hmm. Um, movies not so much because I mean it's an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, hour and a half, two hours. I actually on the movie thing, I actually kind of agree with you. I I I do rewatch shows sometimes, but never. I don't invest in them. So after I watch a show for the first time, if I'm like working at home or doing something, I might put on like like I've been watching that '70s show and stuff recently, where I'll just have something on in the background as like background noise or The Office. Um, but I'm not really re-watching it so much as it is just something I'm familiar with. I'm just putting on to have, like, something on in the background. Um, I don't really like re-watching movies, unless it's, A, a movie that I love and I want to watch it with somebody that hasn't seen it to see them experience That's why it. I said mostly, because I think if it's, like, your favorite game ever, like, obviously it's not a waste of time to replay your fucking favorite game or, mm -hmm. or one of your favorite games. But if, uh, you know, I, Final Fantasy just came out, if I beat Final Fantasy and I was like, I'm going to play it again. Yeah, I think that's a waste of time. Kind of weird, especially within any level of like immediacy. Um, 
I mean, I like I said, uh, yeah, like he said shows like Breaking Bad. Like I don't know, there's there's shows I watch a lot of like dramas and stuff. Like I like The Blacklist a lot. I watch that. I'm not gonna rewatch that whole show when it ends. Like I've been, it's I've wa- I mean, once you've seen it, you know what ha- you know what happens. But I don't know. I guess comedy shows, sitcoms. I've rewatched, you know, How I Met Your Mother, King of Queens, things like that. Um, but I, I also think that's a little different. Video games, though, I mostly agree with you. Um, because I think unless there's a different experience to be had going through and playing the game, there's really no point. Because half and that, that, that's why I use the word mostly. Because there are games you can do something completely different, and the game is completely different. Say something like Fallout or Oblivion, Skyrim, whatever. Um, I would say Resident but, Evil games have replayability, like Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil like 2 Remake, like some of those games where you can play through it again, but as a different character, or you can well, play through remake, it again. 2 Remake, for sure, or yeah. both 2s, really. Um, 4, not so much. No? In my opinion. No, no, that's like I, said, I think it's a waste of time. <laughs> I, I don't inherently disagree with you. The other thing is, I can't really think of any games that like I would want to replay. Like, obviously, like I mentioned Sonic Frontiers, like, I love the game. I would never want to pick it up and start it from the beginning, but, like, I want to go back to it when the DLC comes out, because it's going to have more story and, like, play that, like, but I don't think that really counts as replaying so much as it does just, like, playing additional content. Um, I just I just feel like there's so many games you could play. Like, it, it, people drive me crazy going back to the movie and, and, game, uh, and TV show thing. Yeah. When people just watch The Fucking Office. I knew you were going to say that. Just reruns of The Office. Just watch something else. Please just watch something else. Um, And that's kind of how I feel about video games. I think it's different with background noise. Like, if you have something on or you go to bed and you pop something on and you're not really going to pay attention to it, it doesn't really matter. Um, But, yeah, like, if you're investing your time into watching something, you know, either, A, it's going to Yeah, I'm talking sitting down on the couch and you're you're looking at the screen. And you're investing, yeah. And that's what you're doing. Yeah, I I don't really think there's any video games that i could think of off the top of my head that i would want to start over and play again maybe some games i played when i was younger like younger younger like i'd love to play duels yeah, you're like roses 15 again. years yeah, like, 15 I, years apart i'd like to play Yu-Gi-Oh! duels of the roses again at some point because i played that game so much as a kid and i would love to like play it again and just experience it again but it's been 12 years 13 years since i've played that i don't have a playstation 2 so i don't really have a way to play it but Generally speaking, like that's a game I'd like to sit down and play, but what's that, like five hours maybe? It's not like a huge amount of my time. Um, I, I'm inclined to agree with you for the most part. I know like RPGs and stuff, but like I don't know, I couldn't imagine like an RPG, even something like Skyrim, like like it's different and you go through it and there's different experiences, yeah, but like at the end of the day, like I don't know, you're just it's playing you're playing Skyrim again. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I'm with you. I don't really think that's that hot of a take. I, I didn't think, think you were going to agree with me on that one. <laughs> I, I just... I don't know. I can't think of a game I would sit there and say, hey, I'd want to play. Like, I don't know. I love Super Monkey Ball. It's coming up on my annual decade playthrough of Super Monkey Ball at some point. Like, if I had it, I would be like, hey, let's play a couple games of it. Or fucking... On Switch? They remade it for Switch? Yeah, but it's it's not like... It's not like the new... It's. I mean, it's... it's um. Isn't it bad? Is it Banana Blitz? No, Is that the one? No, 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 that was the that was the Wii game they remade. But they remade one and two and put it in a collection. Also. Oh, okay. Because I almost bought it might be on everything, Blitz. It was actually. like six ninety nine on PS four, and then we looked it up, and I was like, oh, this game has terrible reviews. It wasn't that. I I love Monkey Ball. It's fun. It's just a real. But I guess it's technically a multiplayer kind of. I mean, it is, but like, so I guess even that really kind of goes back to your point of like, I don't know, unless you're playing like Super Mario World or something. Um, I don't know. I I I'm with you. I don't. I really don't. 
think that unless the game's story is going to be exponentially different as you go through and play it again. Uh, what do you think about um, Persona? Like playing Persona 5 and then playing Persona 5 Royal. Like, yes, they're technically different games, but are they different enough where playing both is... So, yes, but only because you can't play that content without playing the game again. If you could just buy the DLC or the differences and somehow play that, yeah, um, then that would be the way to go with it, but okay. you can't. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Alright, well... Oh, well, all right. I'm going to take a Reddit one here. <laughs> Here's an interesting take. This is uh, probably going to ruffle with a few people. Um, where did it go? All right, so this guy's take essentially says that... I, I, I don't... I have, like, a notes from it. I, don't, I lost the actual exact post. But the guy's take essentially said, Metal Gear Solid is not a good stealth series at all. It is a bad stealth game with a bad story, and Hideo Kojima is so overrated. Okay, it's a it's a really good stealth game, um, particularly, like, 4. Um, the story is stupid and confusing. <laughs> that I've heard. But, but I love it. Um, but no, I, I think that's kind of absurd. I mean, you can't really talk much on this. This one's tough to talk about because you haven't played a Metal Gear Solid game. No, but, but I know Isaac, who's a big fan of the channel as well, really likes the Metal Gear Solid games. And, and I know that more so, I wasn't really focusing on the story part so much. I mean, we've all watched Donkey's video talking about the story of Metal Gear Solid that encompasses it better than pretty much anything I could explain. But the idea of it being a bad stealth game is what the guy said here. He said it, it's, it's considered one of the best in the genre, but I never understood it as a bad stealth game. No, like I say, particularly the later ones, like four, like in five, because five is kind of okay. Here's your mission: figure out how to do it, whether it's infiltrate sneakily and go, you know, behind and under shit, or you can just go in and fucking blow shit up and do it that way, um, which isn't stealth. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, the way the, the mechanics all work great for the most part. I mean, the older ones are kind of. Um, old, <laughs> but I think they actually hold up pretty well. I want to play them. I might actually try three when the remake comes. I I just well, I don't want to. the um the collection. I'm hesitant to spend a lot of money today. on them. I don't know how much they cost, but as you know, I get very impatient with stealth games, so I wouldn't want to sink like full price into a game that I'm more than likely gonna play and I think be it's like eh. sixty dollars for three games. Oh, that's not terrible then. Are they um upgrade like remastered at all, or is it just straight up? No, just I think it's just ports. Okay, it might be like HD, but yeah. No, I was just curious. I mean, it doesn't really matter that much anyway. I just I've heard good things about them, um, and I just thought it was interesting because I don't really hear people say things about Metal Gear Solid like that level of definitive negativity. Yeah, some people just like to hate on Kojima. <laughs> I don't know. Because he's popular. I mean, they're popular. You're going to get people who, who dislike them. I mean, I know Death Stranding was maybe a bit slower than most people would like. I didn't really play much of it at all. But, I mean, I could understand the idea that Death Stranding may be a little overrated. But, I don't know. I think Kojima's got a pretty good body of work there. It's a shame he's not working on the new Silent Hill stuff, but. Maybe they'll. Maybe someday we'll get an actual PT game. No, you never will. Um, 
if you guys are listening uh, on the channel here at all or the podcast later, let us know. Tweet at us and let me know what your uh, what you guys think are like some hot gaming takes one way or another, um, and and we'll retweet them. I just like to hear from people on this because it's so funny how big uh, of a difference there is. Scrooge said in the comments, "Scarlet Violet is the worst mainline game in the Pokemon franchise." That or Sun and Moon. <laughs> I don't. I didn't think Scarlet and Violet were that bad. I mean, like, from what I they heard, I should say. Um, but then again, Nintendo kind of gets a pass for everything now. So They're broken. Work. Yeah. They're I mean, literally broken. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, they, they patched it by now, right? Like they've put I don't st- think so. I mean, not significantly. Hmm. The game doesn't run because it's on the Switch. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a valid point, actually. Um, I saw some guy on Reddit said, say that the Halo games were objectively terrible, essentially, uh, which I agree with that. sets me Maybe off like a bit. after three. I mean, I, my zero. personal hot take is that Halo 3 is the, and this is, again, strictly opinion, I think Halo 3 is the best multiplayer FPS that has been made, and I don't know that they've made anything that tops it. Maybe graphically, but in 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 the space, like in that, I think Halo Three is the best, most fun, most well made multiplayer. Yeah, FPS. I really do. It's probably my favorite too. I don't know. I I know people could say Doom, and I get it, but like Halo Three. Uh, Doom Doom's not really known for its multiplayer though. No. What is it? What's it? Is it Duke Nukem then that maybe that I'm thinking of? That did that have a multiplayer mode? Quake? Are you talking about like Quake? I know I know there was another game that when I've said this with people before, that's the first thing that comes up. It's like this, this. But I think like Halo 3 obviously is out is dated, but it still holds up well enough that if you were to go on and play a couple games with people, it's it's still it's still excellent. Like you obviously it's doesn't it's not like fun enough to sit there and play for like hours and hours and hours. I get that. But it still holds up well. And I honestly think that... And Modern Warfare 2 is another one. As Scrooge just said that in the comments. Another just gem of a game. Like, there's no there's no doubt about that one. But I just... I don't know. Yeah, that error probably had the best, um, like, first-person multiplayer shooters. I played... I replayed through all of the Halo games, well, 1 through 4 and Reach, I played through all of them in late 2021, early 2022. And I had, and I had never really played through, it had been years since I had played through the campaigns, and I honestly really enjoyed them. I mean, after 3, well, I shouldn't say that, because Reach is good too. After Reach, they do kind of fall off a little bit in terms of quality, although I think 4 was okay. Um, But, I don't know. You hate 4, like the campaign as a whole? Oh. Yeah, I did not like four. I thought it I was had so excited for it, and I hated it. I remember being excited for it to come out and getting it, and then being like, "Oh, this is this is okay, I guess." Like, I don't know, I didn't love it. I it felt like a massive step down, and I hated Reach growing up. I thought Reach sucked until I replayed it like last year, um, and and Reach. Uh, but I just thought that was funny because. When I saw that post, I'm like, how could people possibly look at that? But I guess that's the, the beauty of opinions. Um, a couple of quick comment notes here. Uh, Scrooge said, Hot Take, WoW is the best... Mul- wow, sorry, World of Warcraft is the best multiplayer game ever made. If I want to stand around board for a while... Like, yeah, I don't agree with that, that, but... 
<laughs> I played WoW like once or twice with a friend of mine in middle school, and we like made a character based on this other kid we went to middle school with that nobody liked, and we walked around being like, "I'm garbage," um, but you know, we were <laughs> we were kids, that's what we did. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that was funny, but bad. Um, and I remember playing that with him and Toontown. Do you remember Toontown? I know yeah, it's totally it's, random and I off think topic. It's still but... around. No shot. There's no I think way. It is. is it really? Is Toontown still a thing? Toontown rewritten. Yep. It, it does it. Wow, that's actually genuinely shocking. Um, there was that that whole era, like 20, 2006 or twenty oh five to like. 2009 that era of like online mmos being massive you had like club penguin neopets fucking Wizard world of warcraft wizards 101 <laughs> like like i i had i used to play uh, i dated a girl who played neopets and she put like kid you not hundreds of hours into neopets and i would just log into her account and use her neo points to play lottery tickets because they had like scratch off tickets so i would play like the neo points lottery or you could bet on the turtles in neopets and that's what i would do is i would just sit there and spend time just betting coins on the turtles and buying lottery tickets i think that's what started me getting into gambling in the first place um but yeah. Also, uh, Glokage said in the comments, my hot take is the GameCube might be the best system Nintendo has ever put out. I don't even think that's a hot take. I co-sign that take 100%. It's not, because it's different Nintendo is. Then the GameCube. I think... I'll give the GameCube a second. I, I mean, I could do a whole show about the GameCube and why I think it's such a fucking phenomenal system and i did also in fairness it was like the console i really kind of grew up on like when i started to live with my dad and like i he had a gamecube and i owned i had every game you know gale of darkness fucking all the mario super smash but like i had we had everything for gamecube and i i have there's definitely a level of nostalgia there um for it but it it's such a great system and everybody wants to act like the other systems that came out around the same time is it were leagues better but I don't think that's the as PlayStation true. 2 was. It, it was better, but I don't think the gap is as big as people like to act. And I also think GameCube might have been above Xbox, but that's just my personal. Yeah, it was. In there. it was. I know no, PS2 that's not is a hot like, take. That's a pretty cold take, I would say. <laughs> PS2 is better though. Yeah, it is better. It is better. I I do that, but I just I guess I grew up playing a lot of multiplayer games with friends and stuff. So for me, the GameCube was like that was. You know how I was able to do all that stuff. All the games that we played, I'm you know fucking turning it on and holding down all four buttons, so it made like a squeaky noise when the the, the logo booted up. Um, it is it is partially nostalgia. It really I, I acknowledge that 100. percent But like I don't know, you can't beat those days playing like Mario Party four, five, and six, or Monkey Ball or Smash Brothers. Like GameCube had so many banger titles that just I don't know. I don't think any Nintendo system that's come out after it has had a as consistently good a library of games that the GameCube. Well, what about your favorite, the Wii U? I said the Wii U is underrated. I didn't say it was better than the GameCube because I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> you, you shouldn't because the GameCube is way better. But no, it's fair. Uh, it's not as good as the Super Nintendo. Fair enough. All right. Well, you got one more for me. That was my last one. What do you I got? I got a couple more, but I'll give you one more. Yeah. Um, so games are better now than they were when we were younger. Um. Great commentary we got going here. <laughs> Sorry, this is. <laughs> I have. To, I feel like I have to agree with you, but I don't want to. <laughs> I like. I don't know if that makes sense. Um. 
like I have to objectively admit that you're right. But then, like, the, the, the little fuzzy feelings inside of me, like, remembers the games that I played up loving and experiencing, and I, I like, it, it feels morally wrong for me to agree with you, even though I know that, like, logically, you're not wrong. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, because I'm sure that people thought that 20 years ago. People that played the SNES and NES were like, oh, you know, our games are great, and our nostalgia is great. Um, but... Technology has advanced so much. Games are more in depth. There's more creativity. There's they put more, more money into them. Stuff. Yeah, they're they're bigger budget. There's so much more you can do. But I would say that while I agree with you, I still think there are games from the prior decades that hold up almost as good as some of today's current. Of course, games. there are some, but I'm looking at the overall. Yeah. Like. Games. If you take any random game out of a a fucking off a shelf now, and you take any random game off a shelf and fucking two thousand say two thousand one or whatever, yeah, yeah, two thousand four, yeah, the game you're gonna take now has a way better chance of being good than than the old game. Yes, I agree. I guess I'm recency bias too, but I was just thinking of Symphony of the Night, which I just finished. Like, I think that game still holds up. Yeah, exceptionally of course, well, there there are there are up. classics that everybody should play. And people don't. And there are like... there are some hidden gems that people should give a chance. But if you go like a lot of games, you would think, "Oh, I love that game when I was good when <laughs> I was young," and then you go back and play it, and you're like, "Oh my god, this does not work like I remember it used to." Like Twisted Metal Two, which is one of my favorite games of all time, but we downloaded it and played it a couple of years ago on the PS One Classic, and it plays like absolute dog shit it's it's horrible it's horrible <laughs> i wish i had never played it again i would rather have just fondly remembered it for what it was and never touched it but and people complain that it's like oh well i used to pop my game in and just play it now i gotta you know update the game or whatever yeah but but if your game was broken back then, <laughs> you're fucked yeah that's a fair point. there was no way to fix a broken game or a bad game you you were stuck with that no, you're not wrong um, at all. And I think that's a, definitely one of the bigger, more valid criticisms. Um, now, I mean, I want to disagree with you because... I know, I, I, I saw it on I your face. Though. But... Like, I have to be honest and just be objective. <laughs> it's more so because, I don't know if it's just a depression thing or what, Like, but I, I hold on really a lot to, like, nostalgia and, like, positive memories. And I associate, like, video games for me were such a big connector for so many of those things growing up. Like with friends, or when I was having tough times, like, playing games, like, games have always kind of been a buffer, so when I think back to, like, booting up fucking a game that even nowadays probably, like, Time Splitters 2 and playing it with my cousin and sitting at home and playing that, I'm like, nah, man, that shit was the best, but then I'm like, yeah, but is it really better than anything coming out nowadays, and the, the, the answer is no, uh, obviously, um, but I also do think, like I said, that there are definitely some exceptions to that, that, I unfortunately think, and I, I think Nicole's a really good example of this because she's talked about it on the show. If a game is like over like 10 years old, 20 years old, she won't play it just because it's older. She just wants to play the newer stuff. And I, I, I hate that some games Mentality. just using no. Symphony. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a criticism on her. I think a lot of people think that way. Granted, she's only four years younger than me. But in general, like that generational shift where people who are like, I didn't play these things. I, I was born when this came out and I, you know, I had a PS1, so I didn't go back and play the idea that, like, people won't play something like Symphony of the Night because 
And I just, that one's it's like closest in my head. 20 years Because it's 20, 1997, so 24-ish years old, is crazy because it's still so good. Or I know the new the remake came out, but like Resident Evil 4, in my opinion, I mean, on our show fucking poll, when we started the show, that was one we decided on the best game of all time. I mean, with our with our bracket. Um, and I think it's, it's definitely in the top 15 for sure. Um, Resident Evil 4, like, it's 20 years old, whatever. People are like, oh, I'm not going to play it, or I don't want to play it. Like, it's still one of the best games ever made. Like, they've made these new Resident Evils, like Village and Seven or whatever, that are beautiful, uh, excuse me, visually beautiful and way more in-depth, but they're still just not better than a game that came out 20 years earlier. So there are outliers, but, I mean, yeah. You I, mean 20 I, years later. Yeah, sorry, 20 years, yeah. My point is Resident Evil 4 is better than almost every Resident Evil game that has come out since Resident Evil 4, and that doesn't mean the others are bad. It just means that game set a bar so high that it's been almost impossible to top. Yes. I I think everybody should give games a chance regardless of how old they are. I, mm-hmm. I, I think if you don't, you're missing out on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, I, I love the PS1. The PS1's one of them. Yeah. Probably my favorite console ever. But... The, a lot of the games on the PS1 are fucking terrible. I mean, there's tons of classics in games that everybody should play. Like you said, Symphony of the Night. It's, it, I mean, since we're talking about it, yeah. I'll just use that one. But, like, a lot of those games suck. But because people <laughs> grew up with them, mm-hmm. they think they're better than the games that they have now. That's true. But they haven't played them in 25 years. Ocarina of Time is one that comes to mind. And I played that for the first time in 2017, and I I was like, I don't know, it was kind of boring and slow. Like, I know that's, like, sacrilege to say, but I that's just kind of how I felt. And I know my opinion is not reflective of the gaming community's opinion as a whole, but if, if the game is sold to me as, like, the greatest thing ever, and I play it, and I'm like, okay, like, all right, cool, I hit this spider and wait for it to turn around. Like, I don't know, I think nostalgia works both ways where people kind of fondly remember something because it was fun when you played it and we didn't have anything better and then it also is like nah some shit can just still be fun warioware still a great game like i don't know it doesn't like it just it doesn't it's not that that cut and dry and uh glokage said in the comments the mario party games have aged surprisingly well aside from the shitty one on the wii u which i again agree with four five i think we six, said that <laughs> still still really fucking good games six they just the they, they are really good to this day yes they don't look like as clean and nice as mario party superstars which isn't even bad by the way but like i think there's a divide it's like oh old stuff is bad new stuff is like i think just be more open to other games in general i've been guilty of it too because something's like older i don't want to get into it i don't want to play that i regret how long it took me to play symphony of the night because that game is genuinely just a fantastic experience and it's just again one example of many um but yeah i think it's great yeah that was my hot take yeah so i guess you agreed with it so i i do i i I really i i'm sure some people don't i just think it's true i just think it's 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 really not something that you can be super objective about, about because the games look better, they play better, there's more people involved, there's more creative minds, there's these indie companies now that are really having the ability to make games. I Look at a game like Cult of the Lamb, like, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, would a game like that have even been possible to be made and funded the way it was? Like, maybe, but it would have been a lot harder to do, because now you have platforms like Steam and other places where you don't need to necessarily get your game on Xbox or, or Microsoft or Sony, sorry, just to have it, like, come out and have a chance to play. The, the space is bigger for gaming creators, which means more people can put bring their ideas to life, which means we have more choice, which means there's a 
greater variety of things to play. So, in the end, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's pretty much the hot takes. It's time to finally let go with Ocarina of Time is the greatest of all time, Scrooge Champ said. No, I agree. Now people say it's Breath of the Wild, which I still think is also a, a hot take that's not factually accurate, but I, I just, you know, the game is very open and against Nintendo, so. But yeah, um, I, we went a little over what I thought we would, but that was a lot of fun, and I really like talking about that stuff, and just kind of diving deep into those things, so I, uh, super appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I have one quick question related to a topic that, you know, you and I are a lot more familiar with and that I discussed on the show last week. Uh, in Magic the Gathering has a Lord of the Rings set, of course, we talked about it, and the, the One of One Ring, which is an incredibly rare serialized card that has officially been pulled and graded, as I mentioned last week, um, has now it's a Toronto retail worker who pulled it, um, and he's got it graded, and he's fielding offers looking to sell. What do you think the card will actually sell for when a sale happens? I mean, it's definitely going to go for seven figures. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how high. Um, I know there were offers for a million, so it's going to be more than that. There was an offer um, of a million. There was an offer of two point one million for a company for a, uh, a company in Spain. Um, where they would have had to fly out. He did say he declined that, I believe, because it was unclear whether or not, like, it was going to be, like, a lump sum payment or if they were going to, like, give him some cash up front. And, you know, when you're in another country and you're going back and forth, it's not exactly feasible yeah. to, like, work that I out. I was going to say around $2 million. That was my initial initial thought. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you. I think $2 million, I think it could be a little higher. I think I've seen a lot of people say once it sells, you'll likely never see it on the market again, or at least not for a very long time. Um, the, yeah, the reason I asked that question is, obviously, card games made a massive resurgence in the public eye during the pandemic. Everything has, has boomed. Do you think this is going to set any kind of precedent or change precedent for those things going forward? Like, a card... One of one card, you a mean? A one of like... one card selling for an amount this high, being this high in demand to the point where you have content creators and people who don't even play magic, opening magic stuff, spending $500 on these boxes. Like, is this going to become a norm or do you think it, it blew up the way it did think... because it's Lord of the Rings and it's a one. Yeah. I don't think it would like, if they just made some random ass card that isn't like a license, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be crazy. Like it is with Lord of the, I mean, Lord of the Rings is absolutely massive. Um, both people who love movies and people who love like fantasy in general. Um, so no, I, unless it was something licensed, which is impossible to predict. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Just interesting for thought. I have had a lot of people that I don't talk to often that know that I play magic and do the YouTube stuff and whatnot have been like, Oh, did you hear about that magic card? Or oh, did you pull that thing? Like, it's definitely something that like expanded beyond that sphere of like card games. And, uh, I mean, it's just funny because it's literally just printed on cardstock and numbered with a one, and yet it just the demand and the, the popularity went up like crazy. And uh, I just I, I mean, what, when the uh, the Tyler the Great Warrior sold, you it thought the Tyler was gonna go for more. And I was like, there's absolutely no way because Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's and true. I, I, it seems like I'm right on that because Tyler the Great Warrior went for. Uh, 200k something like that it was around 300k tyler great warrior was a Yu-Gi-Oh card it was also a one of one and it had been created through make a wish if anyone's unfamiliar with that that went up for auction and i think yeah i think it hit somewhere around 300k it was high it was it was low low to mid six figures which is still crazy money obviously um but it did not hit anywhere near the stratosphere that this one of that the ring obviously pulled um 
And I just think it's really interesting because a lot of celebrities, people like Post Malone, Cassius Marsh, former NFL player, a lot of other people like are into magic and play magic and it's become a big thing. And so the, the traction that this card gained is just interesting. And I, I can't help but think about like Disney's got their own card game coming out and stuff and what like whether or not the what the market for collectibles, because as everyone thinks that things are shifting to digital and all this stuff, it's like this type of stuff proves that at the end of the day, there's still always going to be a demand for physical media and physical excuse me collectibles and i think this just kind of just kind of proves that you know two million dollars for a car is absolutely insane but good for the guy who sold it i don't know just wanted a thought and give people an update on that thanks so much for stopping in and for doing the show with us tonight and uh thanks everybody who watched um this will be posted up on all streaming services and stuff tomorrow for everybody to listen and um we'll post some clips and stuff on social media so we can see who agrees and disagrees with some of the hot takes um uh nicole is overseas and doing some work stuff so best wishes to her hope things are going well uh we'll be back next week live same time with another guest host or guest hosts we might have multiple i'm not sure yet we're working out some stuff but follow our social medias for details and we'll catch you in the next one peace